Hey, hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome. I think I might have lost you. Do you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you a little bit better now. Okay. It seems like it was cutting out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That happens sometimes on the phone, but I like doing the phone ones because it kind of reminds me of when I was a kid in the 80s and you would listen to bands doing uh, interviews and you'd get them over the phone on the radio, you know? Kind of has that right. nice old school lo-fi sound that I like. But uh, hey, hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Pow Wow with Pops. Uh, today I am uh, luckily joined by a, a gentleman who's in a band from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, the band is called Whole Wheat Bread. Uh, they've been around since 2003. Uh, put out, what, uh, three albums so far, I think? Right. Three or four albums and an EP? Yeah. And uh, when I worked at Common Grounds, I had a chance to see them, I believe, twice. Uh, their energy was on point. They, they, I mean, they're a, fruit, a true punk band. They know how to get the crowd going. Uh, they were all great musicians. And uh, luckily today, like I said, I was, I'm being joined by the bass player, Will Frazier. What's up, Will? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Not too much, man. Thank you so much again for doing this uh, and taking the time. Uh, where I usually like to start out is uh, pretty much basically the beginning. Are you from Jacksonville, Florida? Is that where you were born and raised? Uh, so me personally, I, I am born in Jacksonville, um, born and raised Duval for life, for sure. Duval! Uh, you know, Sorry. Uh, that's right. That's right. Um, you know, Aaron's originally from Trinidad, mm. um, and then I think he moved to, like, Statesville, Georgia, after living, I can't remember which was first. He moved, I think he moved there and then moved uh, to, like, the Miami area at one point, um, uh-huh. and then, you know, settled in Jackson, and then... Uh, Joseph, who's a white folks, also, uh, he's from Jacksonville as well. Okay. So, um, growing up in Jacksonville, uh, uh, what's your what's your age, might I ask? So, I'm, I'm going to be 40 years old this year. Okay, so you're a lot younger than me, so you're good to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm almost in the AARP area, so... <laughs> Um, I'm not too far. No, no, it goes by quick once forty hits. Um, <laughs> but um, so what was it like for you uh, growing up? Did you grow up around a very musical family? Did like lots of music around the house? Mu- like everybody play instruments? Like what kind of uh, what kind of artistic upbringing did you have? So when I was a kid, I uh, my I just remember my mom having records everywhere, mostly like. Soul, R&B, right. um, that type of thing, and you know, I jammed the records. And the one record I can remember having um, when I was a kid was like I think it was like a Houdini like Halloween album, nice. and it was just the coolest thing I'd ever heard, you know. Right. Uh, and then I would get up there and start trying to scratch on the normal turntable <laughs> table that we had, uh, and getting in trouble for that, of you know, because it was a big no-no. <laughs> Um, that's not a text. Uh, that's not a technique, son. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, um, you know, fast forward. I, um, you know, the way I got into music, my mom wasn't a musician or anything like that, and I didn't really know any musicians. Uh, but when I was in kindergarten, I got this teacher, and she was amazing, and we had such a close uh, friendship that by the time I was in second grade, she started this group called 
concert kids. And so she, if you had good grades, you could go to the symphony. So I did that, and I went for the first time. To hear all the like live instruments blew my mind, so I wanted to play. So she taught me some basics of the piano. And then um, I got, um, man, I got, where did I go from there? I got another teacher, hung out, and at the last moment before going into middle school, I, uh, I talked to my teacher and she asked, hey, did you try out for, you know, land in middle school, school of arts? And I was like, no, I don't know anything about that. So oh, wow. she pulled some things, got me an interview. I went in and, you know, I only knew how to play the piano. So right. it was, it was, you got to pick an instrument. And okay, so I was girl crazy back then. Uh, well, I probably still is, but uh, I was definitely girl crazy. I picked the flute so that I would sit next to this beautiful girl that I'd seen. She was, <laughs> She was first chair. I was last. It was absolutely horrible. The worst flowers ever to ever play the flute, for sure. Like, so she definitely wasn't again. hot enough to get you to get to second chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I went to summer band and, um, you know, tried to, uh, tried to improve playing the flute. It didn't go very well. And then first day of school in seventh grade, my teacher, um, said, hey, how do you feel about playing the flute? And I said, hey, you know, he said, I think you suck. Oh, and wow. I was devastated. And, um, you know, so, um, basically he was like, hey, I think you're a good musician. And so I used to playing the tuba. And then I did really well with that, the district and all that stuff. Now, to back up just a little bit, though, yeah. uh, the way I got into rock music was I saw, I believe it was like uh, Weird Al's, um, I'm fat, if, I'm, if I can't remember, if I can remember properly. Okay. And I wanted, I didn't know anything about buying TV or tapes or anything at that time. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to record the radio while I'm at school in fifth grade, you know? Right. And in that process, I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit, and it, it changed my life forever. And that was just it. And, you know, it was big and like the whole grunge thing and that sort of thing. And by the time I got into middle or high school, uh, you know, I started playing guitar and I went to my first. Well, I went to see Green Day in seventh grade, and then like, my first underground show was uh, at the Milk Bar in Jacksonville, and that was just that was it, man. Right on. <laughs> and so, in Jacksonville, um, and, and wanting to play punk music, I guess, and once you got that 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 taste and that that feel that that attracted you towards uh, that music, what was your did you, uh, was it kind of like right away, like, oh man, now I got to find some people to play with. Like, I mean, like I want to play music, this stuff's burning me up. I got to find some people to play with. Like, was this like an automatic thing for you? Like, did you all kind of happen to find each other all kind of serendipitously or? Um, initially no, because I thought that I wasn't good enough to be in a band and, you know, I would see some kids from school that had a band like Ryan Key from Yellow Card was actually in more of a uh, new school punk rock band called Modern Amusement. Oh, and wow. I went to see him or their band with like this band Corporate Control and they did an awesome cover of Heathcliff, uh, which was great. And um, that kind of, uh, and Skamikaze was his band. It was great. Skamikaze. And uh, <laughs> I'm probably telling things I shouldn't be telling right now, but uh, I believe... Um, <laughs> oh, uh, no, uh, Jason from Evergreen Terrace was in that band, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, I and then eventually, you know, after get about, I think my junior year, I started getting into a band and started playing. And, you know, I'm, 
No, I didn't join Whole Wheat until uh, 2000, end of 2006 or seven. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And, you know, and the, the ironic part about that is I remember I would get so mad because everyone in town would say, oh, you're, you play the guitar. You're that black guy in Whole Wheat Bread. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm more than just some black guy in a band. And I would get really mad. Right. And I was like, I would never play in that band, you yeah. know. Um, turned out it was the best one of the best decisions I've ever made. Wow. Okay. So like all these bands kind of led you in the direction. It, well, it seems like the universe kind of put you where you 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 needed to be in a, a way. It's artistically like it seems like you ended up with the the people you were supposed to by the sounds of. Oh, for sure. For sure, and there was a point in, in about 2003 or four. Aaron, you know, Aaron and I were friends, and I'd seen Holy Bread play, and I thought it was awesome, and we had a lot of fun together. And he asked me to join the band, but he wanted me to play guitar or bass guitar. And you know, I've been a lead guitar for, for you know things I can remember. And then I was like, Nah, you know, I don't really want to do that because I was so punk, too punk rock for my own good back then, you know. Right. And I was like, I believe in this, and um. So I didn't do that. I didn't take him up on that. And about, you know, whatever, four to five years later, you know, he came through. My buddy and I had an acoustic show and opening up for uh, Holy Bread. And I remember watching them. They had our friend, um, as they call him, the white boy, Rick Grice, playing bass guitar for a tour. And um, I was like, wow. These guys are so good now. They've like, and Holy Bread was awesome before, but they had just, Entered a, like a new level, right? That I was just like, wow. And so, yeah, you want to go on tour now? And I was like, yeah, I definitely want to go on tour now. You know, yeah, that sort of thing. And because before that, I'd only done like DIY stuff where you know you funnel the money yourself, and you're not making any money, but it was just with your bud, and yeah. it was fun, and it gave me a little bit of experience. Uh, but it definitely didn't prepare me fully that I was about to get myself into it all week. Right. So when when you got into whole wheat bread, what was the like for a band from the mid 2000s uh, you know especially a punk band from Duval and Jacksonville called Holy Bread what was the experience for you guys uh once once you started like going on tour did it uh did it kind of like pick up pretty quick for you did like other bands be like hey we like you guys you guys need to come on tour with us like was it was it a, a pretty yeah. quick response for you guys so by the time that I joined the band, the band had already had so much momentum. Uh, you know, they've already had already talked to multiple uh, like major labels at this point. Um, you know, and for me it was a little awkward because I'm coming into a place, Nick Larkin, Joseph, you know, Mr. Whitehouse's brother, and you know people loved him, and you know he got into whatever trouble he got into. So I had to like already had shoes to fill. It wasn't like I just showed up and like, hey, you're gonna be a part of this band. So. Um, and, you know, I'd seen uh, Mr. White folks around town, yeah. and I was terrified of him. He, I mean, if you didn't know him and you'd seen him, you're just like, I don't want to hang out with this guy. Right. Um, but, you know, now it's like, man, he, he is definitely my brother, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, so the band was already had, they already had so much momentum that I just had to get up to speed. So I would say it took a good, like, Really, uh, half the tour, I mean, I think the first show we played was in Orlando, and then we met, went out to South by Southwest and started a tour with Authority Zero. Uh, and so I think that it took me about halfway through that tour to really kind of get, like, feel like I was like, all right, I'm a part of this thing. 
And then, uh, you know, it's still, for another, like, year or two, I was still getting comfortable in some aspects, but we were gelling, and it was cool to, like, kind of get myself out of my own box and, like, experience something new. And, you know, um, just Aaron and I are very different, well, we're very different in the type of music that we listen to on a regular basis and stuff, so he was experiencing me to a lot, new, a lot of new things. Uh, and so now, even now, I think about how you know, broaden my horizons are now, and that's a lot to do with Aaron. Okay. That's, so you guys, two, three years into it, you're, you're getting your feet in there, things are feeling comfortable. Uh, the, 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 the tours I saw you guys do, I mean, you guys were on a lot of really good tours. One of my buddies actually plays with, some, like, one of, I, you guys toured with the Bouncing Souls? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like one of my best friends plays drums for them now, so it's like that's one okay. of my favorite bands. So uh, they, uh, you guys, that's that's the kind of thing. Like, because to me, you guys have you guys pulled together, which is weird for because usually like East Coast punk bands have a certain sound and West Coast punk bands have a certain da- sound. And then you have that that in between, you know, the U.S. kind of thing where it changes up. You guys. Your sound kind of really, to me, blends like uh, like a northeast, like that bouncing souls, hardcore with almost like that California upbeat feel at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you guys got that New York message, you know, the seriousness, but then you also somehow have this really good upbeat feel to it, like a lot of the California punk bands do. Like you guys ended up kind of melding to me like both coasts somehow in a way that a lot of I haven't seen a lot of bands do do you is that do you is it do you think that's because you guys had different flavors in music and were able to kind of bring those together in that way or oh 100 and you know I feel like you know when people ask well what does Holy Bread sound like I always say I sort of like saying 30 South Punk Rock and they're like well what is that and you know it's it's I always tell them it's like Green Day meets Little John and everything in between. Right. Uh, you know, because we're more of that Green Day almost kind of bouncing soul, like yeah. Dr. Murphy kind of style punk rock. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not very, the punk that we do isn't very Pennywise-ish, you know, but, yeah. but you hear hints of it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just that we, we all have different backgrounds uh, Joel and I uh, we probably listen to more of the same music but Aaron came in with a lot of huge rap background um, as far as uh, or also like um, a lot of like island music because I mean, he's from Trinidad you know they, they in Trinidad they play guitar everybody sings together like, and so he brought that and like that little reggae kind of feel right. and it's, the one thing I've always liked about Holy Bread and what the real reason why I ended up joining the band because it doesn't feel fabricated to me. Uh, you know, there's the whole thing of, like, all the, you know, and this is no offense to anyone, but, like, the truth is that, like, and some, sometimes you might have this rapper that's, or rapper that's like, hey, I'm going to start a rock band, and right. it sounds like a rapper in a rock band, and Holy Bread is, doesn't sound like that to me, um, even though we right. do rap in some songs or do a rap song. You know, the, the, the punk rock is real because we're a part of it and we live that punk rock lifestyle and within you know with all these bands that we uh like you know we were influenced by and stuff so 
um, it, it's, it's cool, too, because we always say we're like the human iPod. Right. Because, you know, if you look at our tours, you know, from MC Chris to Suicidal Tendencies to Dropkick to, you know, Rob Bass, it's just like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, see, that's funny because I, I grew up in Sarasota, Florida. And okay. I got intro- I got introduced to punk rock and hip hop at the same time. And this was in- they go so hand in hand. Yeah. Well, that's what I tell everybody. Like like it, it was like 1983-84. My buddy went out to California. Came back had like TSOL, you know, old social distortion, stuff yeah. like that. And then my buddy came down from New York, was coming down with, like, all those dudes up there, like, Cool Herc and frickin' all all the stuff that was around in 83, 84, Run DMC and all this stuff. And then, you know, Public, Public Enemy's probably my top, in the top ten, or top, you know, it's like my, because they're, like, one of the punkest fucking bands, I think, in the world because of their message. Oh, man. And, and you know, I, and I really enjoyed... Uh, hearing, I uh, was watching an interview with like Dave Cole and, and uh, Crystal Bean or something like that. And, you know, I, I consider Nirvana to be a punk rock band. I mean, like, yeah, right. they were like this huge. Totally. But, I mean, they were punk rock. But they talked about how they would listen to so much public enemy and how raw it was, basically. Like, And it was like, man, yeah, they get it. Yeah. I mean, because it's like, it's, and I keep, and, I, and that's the hardest thing, even growing up, you know, I mean, 48, and I still have to have these conversations. It's like, you guys don't understand these two musics kind of grew around the same time period and they grew around that same time period for a reason. It's the way society was going at the time and it was a way for these poor poor kids from these neighborhoods to speak out against injustices or, you know, how the government was, you know, letting them down and it kind of people seem to forget that history of it and how and I mean I mean, if you even say the word Afro-punk nowadays, most punk rock kids are like, what's that? And I'm like, check it right. out, you know? Like, do your research <laughs> for Pete's sake. Yeah. I mean... Man, Afro-punk opened my eyes to so much. And, you know, we... Uh, I think we played Afro- Afro-punk maybe two or three times over the years, and it was just one of the coolest freaking festivals. I can uh, only imagine. You know, and, you know, this, this is a really cool... Uh, I'll keep this short, but... Uh, you know, we show up in Oklahoma one day, I think it was Oklahoma City, and this kid comes out, or guy, and he's like, hey, this is really weird, I've been waiting for you to get to town, I hope this doesn't sound racist, and I'm like, oh my god, what's about to happen? And he's like, hey, have you heard of this band, Pure Hell? I said, no, never heard of them. And he's like, I like you guys so much, and I've listened to this band, and I figured you should know about them if you don't. And yeah. I was like, oh, that, is that all? And he was like, yeah, that's it. I was like, that's not a big deal at all. You know, they happen to be an all, um, all black punk band. And I think they, I want to say that they toured with like, uh, the class quite a bit. Oh shit. Um, okay. Yeah. I know yeah. So they were super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, Joe and I, we listened to this album for like the next probably six, seven, eight months. And then we go and we have a spot on, uh, after month. We get there and guess who we were pl- oh, playing right before no shit. Pure hell. And so I'm just like, wait, what? This is so crazy. And they knew nothing of you. And now they're rocking you for this, like the last however many months. And now we're playing a show together. So that was really cool. Just like cool things when you align like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is that most people, when it comes to music, you know, they don't, I think, 
have unless you're a true artist you 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 respect and understand where the music was created started and how it became what it became right you got to know the timeline you have to know the history of it you have to know who borrowed from who you know or who took from who to get you know what i'm saying to 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 get where we are today you know like it's like if it wasn't for you know poor blues musicians there'd be no country music, you know, like it's like, so it's like people don't realize like the, the music that that we all love and care about and are a part of comes, comes from suffering. And it comes from a lot of stories of, of, you know, beating adversity and, 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 and somehow no matter what ending up where you want to end up, you know, like it has, a deeper message and I don't think a lot of people pay attention to that stuff and that's why I mean that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast and try to interview all the bands and people that I've come across is because each one of you have a story as an artist you also have a history as an artist you know with that comes with it and that's very important and that's very important I think for people to hear and understand that like that's there's a lot there you know I, I agree with you, and you know you're, you're right when you say that like they come from suffering. But like something that someone suffered through has become this beautiful thing, though, because now it's being passed on and then passed on and passed on. You know what I mean? It's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's uh, we we've I I think we're in a weird state right now. I don't know Gainesville's all over the place music wise. I don't know what Jacksonville's like right now, but I mean it's, you know it's um it's you know, the problem is this, that I toured in a band, uh, a, a somewhat successful band, uh, not a rich band by any means, right. but like somewhat successful. So I did it for so long, and it's been a part of my life, and now it's like, okay, you got to focus on, you know, people want to have lives, right? So, yeah. you know, you look at Aaron and Joe. Aaron is a nurse about to be an anesthesiologist. Oh, so wow. he's taking that step back and, you know, really focusing and saying, hey, I, you know, I'm in a, this awesome punk rock band, but I can do other things here. I'll show you what I can do, which is really cool. No, and for the white folks, you know, he yeah. he's working in corporate America. Uh, you know, I work in the beer business, but I'm, you know, I'm I've just always played in a band. So even now, I, I play in another band called Fight on Fire, and it's like '90s punk rock and. You know, we, we're not out there making tons of money or anything like that, but it's so much fun just to get out and, you know, just bang around and play with your friends. And, yep. You know, we've been opening for some of the other bands that we really like and stuff, so it's been a lot of fun. No, that's 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 amazing. Actually, I, I'm just, yesterday had lunch with a buddy of mine. I'm 48, and we're about to start a band next week. So, right. you know, like it never, it never, it never left me. You know, I always wanted to play, and for the year, all these years, I've been doing the podcast now for five years, and it's uh, this has kind of taken the place of that music. But now I'm in the lucky enough place to get to do both. You know, yeah. And uh, so, what's do you, do you have uh, any any um, anything going on with these other this other band? Like, did you guys have any uh, music recorded, or are you guys planning on? Recording any music, getting anything together, or yeah, so we've got um, a full length and an EP out. Wow! And um, we're working on a new full length um, 
um, now. And so, you know, I've been in the band for about two years. They were already uh, established, when I, you know, when I joined. Yeah. But now we've been writing together, which has been great. Um, and, you know, I'm writing on lead guitar again, which I haven't done in like a long, long time. So it's been a lot of fun and, you know, getting it. It's cool to see the bands like, you know, we opened for the, um, the, uh, the Casualties, Authority uh, Zero, Strung Out, and bands that I play yeah. with in, in with what we bred. But it's, like, it's cool to see, like, they get to see me play at a, in a different aspect, playing lead guitar and not just holding down the bass. Uh, yeah. so, I, so that's a really cool thing. And I think um, the, the music is definitely more into me being in a band, which is me. I don't know if people think it's good or bad, but it's right. definitely the new songs are a little different. And it's like Holy Bread because, you know, I've listened to so much, so many different styles. So now, where they were, I'm not, and I'm not saying the band was linear in a bad way, but like right. when they did this one thing, now, like, I'm coming in and being like, all right, here's what I'm going to do, and hopefully people like it. But it's yeah. been, the, all the guys are, and the other guys, they've been in so many bands. And, you know, we've got Warren uh, playing bass, who was in Yellow Card originally. Oh, shit, um, okay. And, yeah, so it's, it's really cool, man. It's really cool. That's great. So, so do, do you are you guys playing into tour at all with this stuff, or are you? Um, we, we've been, you know, consistently playing, playing about once a month. We did a uh, West Coast tour. Um, on the, we, you know, we were under um, uh, not Fighting Records. Uh, that was we. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't think of label, but um, Felony Records. I'm sorry. That's all right. And so they. Uh, we were on felony records and we did a uh, West Coast tour about a year and a half ago. Um, so we're going to try to plan on doing something like that. I mean, with some of the bands we toured before, or toured with before. Totally. And, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. And then uh, I know, you know we've talked with Tom from Big Wig about trying to do a little Florida run. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, whatever we can fit in with our work schedules and stuff and, you know, if we can work up to a, a month-long tour, we'll, we will do that again. No, that sounds awesome. So what would you, as as a musician, growing up in Jacksonville, uh, growing up with music, um, ha- being lucky enough to have a teacher that saw you and introduced you to music, um, what would you say to anybody out there who doesn't have you know, wants to start a band or is thinking about it, but not quite sure, you know, like, because I see a lot of young kids walk, you know, like, they'll be, I work at a place where it's like a a old school burger joint in Gainesville, and it's been around forever, and like, these families have come there forever, and, you know, some of these kids come through there, and one of the kids had a pair of drumsticks in his hand, and I was like, man, do you, do you play drums? He's like, oh, I play them in church. And I looked at his mom, I was like, you know, he could make a lot of money as a studio musician and still play in church if he wanted him to, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. if he's good enough, get it going for him, you know, because I mean, anytime I see a kid with a, 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 any instrument, I'm very avid about telling them about that. What would you say to any, any, any young people out there, especially in the Jacksonville area who are thinking about, or even in Florida alone, since it's such a weird state, um, about joining a punk band and, and the importance of it. What, what, like, say, what was the same importance to you? What would you like to share with them about that? Um, well, for starters, what you said, I think it's very true. When you see a kid that's, like, playing a real instrument these days, it's such a, like, it's, it's really sad, but it's almost like a shock. Like, 
because I know so many of my friends' kids that are, you know, over the age of like 12, and they're not into any rock music or, you know, right. any kind of real instrument music related music. And it's just, you know, nothing wrong with, I mean, obviously I like rap and stuff, but it's just all about, you know, I'm going to buy a beat and use some auto tuner, and then that's, that's life, and that's the way it should be. So, right. um, so I, I would say if you have the passion and you're into it, man, like, it's literally one of the best things that, like, I've ever done. For me, I didn't grow up playing sports, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like, that's fine. But, like, it gave me that, like, community, like, that family. Uh, you know, listen to certain bands like Big Wig or, like, No Use or, like, that, that, that kind of taught you about, you know, sticking together and being in that scene and doing what's ultimately what's right. You know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but um, I learned a lot of my values from, like, punk rock bands, and, and I think it worked out pretty well. But, um you know, it's, I mean, you know, I'm still doing the same thing I did when I was in high school for the most part. Right. I, you know, I work a job, try to hang out with a, with a lady and play music. And right. that's, you know, and I'm still doing it now. I've recently picked up the drums and, you know, I'll go spend about four or five hours a week at the, the studio and oh, just wow. sit and just practice. And it's just like, it, I still feel like, at least for me, I'm being true to myself and learning uh, you know, progressing in music, but I think you always progress. And, uh, right. you know, I, and if you can find, you know, sometimes you got to get out of your, your, your little shell and, um, you know, it may be a leap for you to say, Hey, well, I want to try out for this band and you may not get it. Cause I've done that before, you know, yeah. but like it will teach you and then you learn from it. And then, you know, you, you might, you just might meet some of the best people you've ever met in your life. Cause that's what's happened to me, man. I, to, to think that, like, um, so not to get too far into it, my mom passed away about eight years ago, and, uh, you know, we came, you know, my dad was in the picture, and, you know, we were, we were poor, but, like, I didn't really know we were poor until, like, the last, right. like, 10 years now. I'm like, man, wow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, before she died, she said, man, you did it. And I was like, did what? She goes, you said you were going to, when you are in high school, you are going to play music and you're going to go to Europe and blah, blah, blah. So, you know. I got to tour the world from playing, literally playing an instrument, which to me is a little bit insane. Yes, and I mean, met some of the best people I've ever met in my life, and which has opened other doors and, you know, made all the connections and stuff just from playing. So, like, you never know. It's something that, like, it may not be your the thing that you want to do for the rest of your life, but it, at that time, it's going to be there for you. And then, you know, it'll be something that you can fall back on, too, you know. You're, I mean, music, I mean, it, I, it's saying these cheesy things and hearing them years ago is just like, that's really cheesy or whatever, but right. it literally is there for me all the time when I need, you know, have something going on at home or whatever. I just go, you know, grab my guitar and go and just do my own thing if I need to or with my friends, so. Yeah, so, so it sounds like you're just another kid from Florida who got saved by punk rock like the other weirdos did. Dude, uh, 100%, <laughs> man, 100%. Well... Man, that's all. Actually, this is all the time I'm gonna take from you today because you said you're working on new stuff. So we could do another podcast with the new stuff down the road yeah, if that'd you're be down. Great. If you're down for that, and uh, yeah, that'd be really cool. Uh, Will Fraser, thank you so much for coming on to a power with Pops. I appreciate your time so much. Uh, I uh, I can't wait to meet you person to person. Uh, you seem you seem like someone who definitely could probably out talk me through intellect but i think we could connect very well through music yeah. so uh for sure man. and if you're in jacksonville i don't know if you drink beer but i do work at a brewery okay uh, called Bull city i do drink uh, beer so and I'm, i do go to jacksonville sometimes so 
I'll have to so check we'll out. Get it. I'll bring you downtown if you want to come by. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll I'll text you. And again, thank you so much for doing this, and thank you for sharing your message, and thank you for sharing your story about, uh, you know, your your travels through the life of music and what it has done for you. Because that's what this show's about. This show's about sharing these stories and and uh, and sharing everybody's different story because they're all different stories. You know, they some people could say they all are the same, but they're all. I mean, to me, they're different. They because it's it's coming from a a different person's voice. It has a different feel to it. The vibe to it's different. And you know, and and uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, everybody, please check out the old school stuff, Whole Wheat Bread, and please tell them again the new band. Uh, Flag on Fire. And and are you guys? Is that on Facebook and all that and all the f- cool kid social media stuff as well? Yep, the social media and the digital distribution that you can find on iTunes and Spotify and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, Will, again, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for taking the time. I know you've been busy. Like I said, life happens. We're getting older, and this happens. It's crazy. It usually takes me two, a year to two years to get some people to get on this show because life happens. You know, like, so it, yeah. uh, it just does. And the best to you and yours, and again, thank you for sharing your art and your artistry and your musicianship and your, your heart with all of us. Likewise, and it was a pleasure. Alright, man. You have a great day and take care, alright? Alright, do the same. Alright, peace. Peace.